God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. I'm joined by the lovely Leonora Cravota. Welcome back to The Scott Adams Show, Leonora. Good morning, my Scott. My co-host, who's been missing in action for the last few days. But I've been, been busy, busy, you know, <laughs> doing, doing things on behalf of our movement. So Actually, uh, that's, where I, that's what has been occupying my time. Yeah, she, uh, she is uh, on the board, and she's doing a lot of great work uh, with MAGAPAC. Uh, in the coming next two weeks, you're going to be seeing some big things uh, coming out related to MAGAPAC. Org and buglecall.org. Uh, the mission statement for that is basically to um, do everything we can to support the America First agenda. And that America First agenda involves all the great little things that we love uh, that are not being done right now. Obviously, we have the opposite of the America. We have the America Last agenda today with the Biden administration. But the America First agenda is all about, you know, strengthening our borders and our sovereignty in our country, protecting our people from drugs and human trafficking and weapons distributions and MS-13 gang members and not providing them sanctuary city in various cities throughout America. And we want to lower taxes and deregulate industry while keeping a clean environment, but not set, not basically engaging in these multilateral climate initiatives that fleece the pockets of American taxpayers while giving it to the developing nations, all in the cause of cleaner a cleaner world, so that the bureaucrats in in uh, Belgium uh, in the European New World Order uh, can control what people do and how they live their lives at, at the expense of trying to make for a cleaner world. Now, what we're fine just the way we are within our sovereign borders, keeping our country clean, uh, clean 
and, and uh, clean air and crystal clean uh, air and crystal clean water and clean air, as Trump would say. But we also want to um, we want to we want to uh, strengthen our middle class. That's the that's the key foundation to any strong society is building and growing a vibrant, working, independent thinking middle class. And you can't be an independent thinking middle class if you're not self-empowered. If you can't go out and earn a living, right? you, you don't have any motivation to do anything. And so the trade deals are part of that. The tariffs and the sanctions are part of that. And selling out to China is the exact opposite of that. But that's what we have right now, a leader that sells out to China every chance he gets because, oh, because China says so. It's not because he wants to. It's because he sold himself down the river to the devil uh, with his son Hunter and his brother Jim. And so Joe, the big guy, got his 10%, and now he's owed that money to the devil. Because when China does business with you, they control their own banks, they control their own media, and basically they don't even care about the law because they control the law. They're the judge, the jury, on any deal. So if you're NBC Universal, if you're some sort of corporate conglomerate, if you're a multinational corporation that wants access to that slave trade uh, slave labor market trade business with those Mitch McConnell sh- shipping lanes with Foremost Group, his wife's shipping company, who's been shipping not only stuff, but also, it turns out, drugs. So in 2014, there was that big 90-pound cocaine bust, which coined the, the phrase cocaine Mitch. That's yeah, it took how he me a long it. time to find out where he got that moniker from. Yeah, well, it was Elaine Chow's sister, Angela, was the CEO of a company that her father, James Chow, founded called the Foremost Group. And they got pinched selling, uh, uh, shipping 90 pounds worth of cocaine. I don't know how much that costs, but 90 pounds of cocaine apparently is a lot of money. So they were shipping it, and uh, that was just what they got caught with. You know, could you imagine how many tons of cocaine they've been shipping over the last, you know, decade? Yeah. So, you know, that's just what we caught them with, right? But there's been tons, I'm sure. So what happens is these um, shipping companies... They have a little side business going on. And that side business could be military weapons. That could be, you know, cocaine. could be uh, fentanyl. It could be a whole host of things and a wink and a nod. And it's like, hey, can you just make sure that we don't get in trouble? Well, the most powerful man in the Senate for the last decade was Mitch McConnell. So, yeah, that would be a good buy for your money. Just like Nancy Pelosi would sell out to the drug cartels to keep the borders open. So her, their lobbyists would pay her handsomely. And basically she would get rich off the cartels by her fighting tooth and nail to uh, basically give the MS-13 gang members, which were basically the law enforcement of the cartels uh, inside our country, giving them sanctuary. So not only would they have sanctuary, sanctuary um, but the borders would be open. So the distribution channels would be easier to navigate. 
Uh, and Trump closed all of that down. Trump cracked down on Ukraine, which cracked down on their weapons distribution, their natural gas, uh, oil and natural gas trade, and the weapons that were distribute, being distributed into the Middle East that Lindsey Graham was profiting from. Uh, and all those weapons that were coming from Gaddafi out by way out of uh, Benghazi. Uh, and all those black market weapons distributions going to ISIS. Um, you know, we can go back and all of this is being done right under our noses. And so we want to put an end to this stuff. Well, and it was all being done, you know, within the last year while we had the COVID virus or what President Trump used to call the China virus. Our economy went into a tailspin. Well, our disease, our disease rate our, um, uh, went up. In the meantime, China's economy is just doing fine and their cases have dropped. I mean, you know, just look at the math. So President Trump's going to be meeting with Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, that'll so be interesting. I wonder interesting. what that's about. Be a fly on the wall for that. That's more than likely going to be a situation where it's a strategy session. Going in, the, 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 folks, the 2022 elections already started. That's why MAGAPAC and BugleCall.org and MAGAPAC.org are going to be so important uh, because uh, once we get that fully ramped up to speed, we are going to be acting on our initiatives, our basically our mission of making sure that we uh, make clear what uh, our what the uh, America First agenda is to have an impact on what the GOP adopts as its own plank and hold them accountable, uh, and then endorse and support through grading systems and. Advertisements, uh, the type of candidates that we want. We can't work directly with candidates under the guidelines of our nonprofit, but what we can do is certainly call out the ones we don't. And that's going to be Liz Cheney. Uh, that's going to be Congressman Kensinger. That's going to be the uh, five rhinos that actually supported and endorsed. Uh, the constitutionality of a Senate hearing from a, uh, from a citizen Trump. Uh, a Senate hearing to uh, receive the impeachment papers in the Senate and then have a trial based on that and deem it constitutional to do so. Well, there were 45 Republicans in the Senate that basically said this isn't not constitutional. We've had scholars like Jonathan Turley and uh, and um, um Dershowitz uh, from Harvard, who basically said they don't think it's constitutional, but it's a fine line as to whether you can interpret it as constitutional or not. But 45 senators basically said, uh, we don't think it's constitutional. So if 45 senators stepped up to do that, then that means you're only going to have 55 votes. Why? Because there's only 100. As of now, there's only 100 senators in the Senate. Now, that being said, there's bill being pushed out by, uh, I think it was a Delaware um, congressman, pushing forward a bill uh, that, um, that, that is going to uh, introduce, it must, have been, it must have been a senator, but I forget that the name slips me, um, but pushing forward a bill that um, uh, wants to make D.C. a state. So that they're starting with D.C., then they're going to go to the uh, Pacific Samoa country yeah. uh, island. Uh, they're going to try to make that a state. And Puerto Rico, they'll start with D.C., 
because that's the one that already has started to change their flags. If you're in D.C., you'll notice that there are D.C. flags everywhere now, as if it's already a state. They're already trying to psychologically introduce this. And I have people, uh, you know, well, we're in D.C., but I've had people observe this and comment this to me. Yeah. And they said... They said that what we're, I've never seen so many Washington, D.C. flags flying around the streets of D.C. And it's not because they're patriotic, because Muriel Bowser could care two cents about America. She cares about her own power. That's what right. this is about. And this is about they care enforcing more about the, the socialist group. agenda. They care more about the Marxist group. Yeah. Uh, like Black Lives Matter and trying to make some sort of a Marxist plaza. I think they're calling it Black Lives Matter Plaza. Same thing. So, you know, it's ridiculous that taxpayers would actually support and have to finance. It's sort of like if you're a priest and you pay taxes, you you literally have to finance uh, Planned Parenthood because that they've rigged it that way to where. Republicans have to actually put money into the general government. They turn around and allocate it out to their liberal lobbyists, their liberal unions, their liberal organizations. And like SEIU and Planned Parenthood, and they all act as a, a soldiers to reelect the candidates that gave them the money. And it's a circular thing where they then turn around and donate money to the liberal candidates who don't who who allocated money to them. Right. So it's kind of like a pay to play. You kind of wash deal. my back, I'll wash yours. And oldest thing from time in in uh, Washington D.C., we're seeing the psyops of these flags uh, going up. Ask anybody you'll, they'll, if they notice, they'll see these D.C. flags going up everywhere. They're going to start with D.C. And then they're going to go to Puerto Rico. That's a low-hanging fruit. Then they're going to go to Samoa. And where do they stop from there? That's six Democrat seats. But right now, they don't have enough for an impeachment. They don't. And you know, um, Liz Cheney has had a backlash for champion impeachment. A lot of the GOP are turning against her. Three-quarters of GOP voters and more than 60% of the voters in in her home state of, of Wyoming have a negative opinion of well, her for, for this. Representative Matt Gates held a rally out there yeah. yesterday in Cheyenne yeah. and is calling her out to the carpet. And, you know, I think he's a great patriot. Um, unfortunately, Liz Cheney, though, uh, came out and said, um, you know, uh, he could take his beauty bag and refer to his beauty bag. And I said, ah, look, look at that. Liz Cheney uh, trying to insinuate that Matt Gates is a homosexual, which is a, the rumor that goes around Washington. And I said this. So Liz Cheney lashes out at Matt Gates after he announces a rally against her uh, in Cheyenne on Thursday. I said, ah, look at Rhino Liz Cheney, veiled threat to elude rap- Representative uh, Matt Gates is gay when she said he can leave his beauty bag at home. She has a gay sister. Mary Cheney is gay. She doesn't care. All she cares about is power. Just yeah. ask her daddy. Yeah. Dick. Daddy Dick. Yeah. Right. Daddy Dick Cheney. So um, I don't know. I, I think it's low... 
low uh, it's a low for her blow. to do that. Yeah, it's very low for her to do that. And um, But th- this whole impeachment movement is going to have a backlash because what's going to happen is people are going to see it as a misuse of the government's time. If Biden really wants to go in and have it, have his agenda, it, it, they can't have this type of distraction. Well, it, it looks ridiculous. They don't care. They they don't don't, care. They, they, you know, They're running this by a dictatorship. Well, that's what's uh, happening. Everything they're doing is it's executive orders. Like you, you know, as you and I keep saying, it's projection. Everybody started calling Trump a dictator when, in reality, it is people like Biden or former President Obama who were more the dictators. They so, were, they the, were the emperors. We so, remember we used to say the emperor has no clothes about uh, Obama years ago. One of the reasons why they picked Biden was a he was insured. He, you know, we're going to throw you and your son in jail. Right. Right. Um, and your brother. So he's already long in the tooth. This guy can't even string sentences he, together. He can't possibly do more than one term. Right. He's what? He's going to be 82 by the time his term lends? Yeah, and, and he's not a very ends. energetic 82. No, I mean, you know, look, Trump, I think, is going to be a, a really healthy 82. And I think we're going to get a Trump in 2024. And that's why it's so important that we talk about this. Because if 45 people think it's unconstitutional, what you're going to have is you're going to have... Um, 55 votes uh, to support um, the impeachment, which I think is a fraud and a crime. It's criminal because Trump didn't do anything wrong. Obviously, you know that, you know, he didn't say anything about waging violence, not like Maxine Waters did or not like every other Democrat. Um, Even Nancy Pelosi talked about why don't know why we don't see uh, riots all over the country. That was in the lead up to the election. Now they've changed their standard, but we're not going to let them forget it. So MAGAPAC and BugleCall.org, MAGAPAC.org, we're putting together an agenda that's going to, uh, you know, basically the only candidates we're going to support are the ones that support the America First agenda. And why it's important to, it's also important not to start a third party, but to create a somewhat of a third party or a caucus that can actually hold some losers like Ronna McDaniel um, accountable for her losing ways because she loses these elections. She's a, a loser, Ronna McDaniel. She's also the niece of Mitt Romney. So, you know, it just runs in the family, the betrayal. And so what we want to do is reverse the betrayal. And the people that are up in the Senate, well, it's not it's not Mitt Romney right now. He's up in 2024. And Ben Sass just got reelected. Thume, Thume from PA is going to be retiring and running for governor. We'll make sure he doesn't get that not, uh, primary nomination um, for Pennsylvania governorship. Um, but we're going to fight tooth and nail. Now, Susan Collins, she just won an election, so she's got six years. But Lisa Murkowski, that's the one that's up in 2022. Is it going to be Sarah Palin? Who knows? But we're going to look for candidates. And we're don't be surprised if we're doing a show from Alaska campaigning for uh, whoever is going to primary Lisa Murkowski out of office. And Sarah Palin still has a lot of followers. I mean, she, you know, she, she packed a punch when she came in in 2008. A lot of people were engaged by her message. That's right. So we got a puppet. We got Chinese puppet, right? And I said yesterday, I said, what are the odds in a post 9-11 where you had radical Islamic terrorists 
blow up our buildings and kill thousands of Americans. And then the Democrats, their answer to that is uh, the first opportunity they got to to um, replace George George W. Bush was, well, we want to get a Muslim sympathizer who apologizes for America, who bans the phrase uh, radical Islamic terrorism. Oh, Barack Hussein. We'll, we'll get Barry Satoro to, to do the job for us, yeah. right? So they get him elected. And then you say, well, that's a coincidence. And you're like, well, maybe there's not so many coincidences, right? Not at that level. But then they do it again. So China unleashes a COVID virus. Uh, we'll call it the Chinese flu, Kung flu, China virus. Now, if the cops come, Leonor, you weren't here yesterday. Yeah. But... Joe Biden, China Joe, yeah, just signed an EO that said he's banning the phrase China virus. Yes, I heard about that. Can you believe that? Yeah, so how are they going to stop people? How are they going to police you? you know? China virus, China virus, China virus. I think it might be in the federal government. Yeah, uh-huh. But here's the deal. I sound like Biden when I said that, right? No, no. No, I'm, you don't I'm, sound I'm, like I'm, you don't sound like Biden at I'm all. Refra- I'm, you're, if you're I'm, gonna, I'm erasing. It, here's the deal. All right, you know what? If you're going to work come on, on a man, bu- those are out of my vocabulary. Come on, come on, man. <laughs> no, if if you're going to start doing Biden impersonations, because you know, unfortunately, we may have him for four years. You're going to have to work on your shtick a little yeah. bit. So here's the deal. So I said it again. Here's the thing. <laughs> Uh, he says that you one know, too. No, no, he says you know the thing. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't do by. I don't want to do. I I can't stand that guy. I think he's just such a such a scoundrel, such a terrible person. Anyway, um, although he has he has something in common with Trump, he also that? doesn't drink. So so we have another we have another president in the twenty first century who's a teetotaler. He's just. You know, he's one of those guys. Well, let's listen. He's a puppet, right? <laughs> you look up puppet, you get Chinese puppet. So we get Barack Obama to follow up uh, the the 9-11 attack, and we get Joe Biden, the pup- Chinese puppet. Uh, if you looked up Chinese puppet in the dictionary, there's Joe Biden's photo. And he's now the president. So I just think this. this. I think that the Democrats, this isn't coincidence anymore. This is two for two. Yeah. Where they, they took our worst enemy, and then he took the president that caters to our worst enemy the most, right? And yeah. that's that's uh, what Bo, uh, what Barack Hussein, what what Barry Satoro is to radical Islamic terrorists and the Muslims in the world, uh, the sympathizer. Uh, it, Joe is to China, China Joe, right? China Joe. But they're they're one and the same. They're two peas in the pod. And I, I believe this. I read this. I, it says, Obama is behind those 30 executive orders. Now, I read another article where it was 37 executive orders in six days. That was posted on the Gateway Pundit. Here they got 30. <clears throat> so we'll see. But it's a lot of executive orders, an unprecedented amount. It's like a dictatorship at this point. Obama is behind those 30, second, 30 executive orders. Biden is just the pen. It is like watching someone take advantage of their relative that has dementia, and they just keep asking them to sign the checks. Yeah. And that's it. So let's take a listen to um, the puppet master. See what he has to say, Barack Hussein. Like you had a, sec- a, a third term. Um 
And I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, wow. I, I'd be fine with that. He'd be fine with that. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's a sounds like a puppet master to me. If, if I could put somebody else on stage but control the strings, sounds like the Manchurian candidate. Yeah, well, that's exactly what he wanted to do with Hillary. Yeah, he had the dirt on Hillary too, and so did the Department of Justice and the FBI and the CIA. But they didn't want anything to do with it. Uh, meanwhile, you got a meme maker, <clears throat> a guy who makes memes. Yeah. For Republicans, he made a meme that said "Go vote for Hillary" for one reason or another. You know, it was a he was a Trump supporter, but he was doing this reverse psychology kind of yeah. deal. And I don't know. I guess because if, if you do reverse psychology, whatever the DOJ is now going after him under the Biden's mm-hmm. DOJ, and they're going to maybe he could be in, he could be thrown in jail for making a meme. Yeah. Ten years in prison. Yeah, ten years. Can you believe that? That is absolutely absurd. It's crazy. Meanwhile... A, a meme is a little bit above a cartoon. I mean, it really has not that much value. It's a graphic. Yeah. You know, it's absolutely crazy stuff. Hey, you know, we're so lucky. Uh, Paul Preston just called in. Again, never. He never, ever lets me know ahead of time. Yeah. This is a complete and total surprise. But we're going to go ahead and bring Paul Preston from Agenda 21 Radio. Hold on, Paul. I'm hitting the answer button, but there you are. Paul, welcome to the Scott Adams Show. This is a great surprise. Hey, Paul. Well, hey, Leonora. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Great show so far, as usual, on Red State Talk Radio. Thank you. Um, Of course, me being the new California guy, we we would have a little bit of a problem with them claiming to be, we're talking about your Washington, D.C., claiming to be a 51st state, because that's (laughs) just not going to happen. But, you know, I... I love the PSYOP where you get all the flags out and in their teeny, tiny little, you know, less than a million population place, uh, which, by the way, is unconstitutional for them to become a state. Um, they're going to become a state <laughs> just like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it's going to happen. There's going to be plenty of lawsuits to, to stop that because, you know, there actually is a constitution we're supposed to follow and them not following it is, you know, typical of the Democrats, though, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Well, Paul, since you called in, why don't you just mention something to our listeners about New about uh, New California? Well, New California is uh, the state that's actually becoming a state right before everybody's eyes. And um, it, a lot of people are you know, just now finding out about it. We're basically saving California from itself and also saving the nation at the same time. Uh, we started this process about five years ago. And uh, it's really starting to blossom big time. We've actually declared independence on January 15, 2018. We've conducted seven constitutional conventions. We had Mike Huckabee out as a guest speaker, Candace Owens, um, Dinesh D'Souza. We've had a whole wide range of high-luster people that are very, very interested in New California. And um, we're going to basically turn California around. And Gavin Newsom, be darned, we don't really care. California is going to be divided up by population, 20 million to California, 20 million to New California. Just so happens that 90% of the land mass will go to New California, which is all rural. And what that does is when you do divide it, it gives 26 
members of the House of Representatives to New California and 27 uh, electoral votes to New California. And I'm, I would dare say that most of those votes would, of course, vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> what we want. Well, that's what we want. <laughs> yeah, um, but we're moving right ahead. The big news that there's a couple of big news items that are coming out um, here in California this morning. And if you don't mind, I'd like to break a couple of big, heavy news stories for you. Oh, absolutely. Um, we recently filed a lawsuit against Gavin Newsom and also Alex Padilla. Um, and the lawsuit claims that, they, that Gavin Newsom, uh, who has already been adjudicated this way, he unconstitutionally ordered up mail-in ballots for the entire state of California without the legislature's approval. And then when he did that, the, and everybody started checking out the ballots, the ballots were illegally and improperly printed. And they left off uh, several um, codes, the statutory codes, that are required of the general election or in a presidential election. And so what that means effectively is that all the ballots that were cast and then counted uh, that were absentee are null and void by statute. We don't even expect to have a trial on this. We just expect to have a judge's ruling that they broke the statute. And what that means is that all 55 electoral votes will be forfeited by Joe Biden. That's what that means. So we're filing a motion this morning to um, make sure that that's part of our lawsuit that's going to go before the judge, and we're setting up the hearing dates. This is huge news to the Trump people because that would effectively destroy the presidency of Joe Biden. Now, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> would that lead to Nancy Pelosi stepping in and filling in as president if Kamala and Joe Biden were disqualified, or would that then hand the reins back over to Trump? Well, what would happen? And how would that impact the House of Representatives' it? seats? Uh, because that would okay. also probably flip a lot of uh, house seats. Right. A, cu- a couple of things are happening here. Our lawsuit only considers the the constant, the, uh, um, the the uh, the presidential race. I see. Not include the down ballot, okay. but, and that's being taken up by another organization out of California here. And um, this is the Election Integrity Group, and they are really on it. And they've got a lot of people who've been harmed. Obviously, the candidates who lost because of the Dominion system and and uh, Sequoia and all this other good stuff, they've actually been harmed. So their lawsuit was filed uh, just right after ours. They saw the light, I think, what was going on. And uh, so that that also means that, yes, all those ballots are fraudulently cast for them, for the down ballot. So that's 53 seats in the state, from the state of California, um, in the House of Representatives, that are going to have to be re-elected. There's going to have to be another election. Um, for that. Now, the other part of the presidential part is going to be held in the um, Congress. That's going to be thrown there in the Congress. And if you take away, I think he's got 310, so if you take away the 55, that leaves him well below the 270 threshold. Uh, he cannot legitimately call himself the, um, you know, the uh, president. And I think at some point in time, there's going to have to be a discussion about is, is it Nancy Pelosi or somebody else temporarily and if so, what kind of restrictions will a court put upon her, which I think would be very, very heavy. And I'm just speculating right here because this is, again, this is all uncharted territory historically and constitutionally. Um, but this is going to happen. I'm telling you, that they there's, they might, uh, the, the, the judge in our situation, I think he's a little scared, like to death, 
um, to rule in our favor, but it's, it's statutory law. He has no option. But if he does rule against us, then we go right to the Supreme Court, and that's going to be difficult for them to avoid statutory law. I mean, you know, it's right in their face. So um, this is this is all uncharted territory, but it looks like there's going to have to be some sort of rearrangement for the, the election. Now, by the way, the election in California, we're, there, we're, there's other aspects of this. We're finding out, and we're investigating Alex Padilla. Alex Padilla, in order to make a certification for the state of California, he had a problem because the number of ballots that we calculated that uh, voted for Donald Trump were uh, roughly around 12 million, and those that were uh, cast for Joe Biden was roughly 6 million. <laughs> and so what he did, we, we were wondering why he hadn't certified everything so quickly, but then all of a sudden we started getting the inside word from the people in the state that he was actually going to flip the number of votes for that uh, Trump had and give them to Biden and Biden to Trump, which would thus give Biden the win, the 55 votes. So being pressured, they waited to, really until the last minute to come up with the certification, and they gave the, the Trump votes to Biden on a numeric basis, and then they had about a window of about four days in which they had to clean up the mess, which, oddly enough, Scott and Leonora, the website went completely down at the State <laughs> Department, the Secretary of State's office, and, um, you know, now we're looking at that. So if, in fact, they flipped those votes from Trump, you can see the reality check is that California, in New California, is a deeply red state. And we've been saying this all along, but because we've been so strangled off by Dominion and Sequoia um, and Smartmatic and this whole scheme that they've got going on, um, you can't win an election if you're out here in California unless you're a Republican that plays the game. As you know, you were talking about Ronald right. McDaniel. Well, we have out here the California Republican Party, which is the variant of the National Party of Ronald McDaniel. Right. So that's how the game is played. So this is going to be a, a huge, huge thing. Um, and the other part of it is, uh, the second part of it is um, Elaine Howell, who is the auditor of California, is uh, coming out with, she just came out with her report about the uh, employment development, the welfare group and um, unemployment, and she said that there's $11 billion that's missing and uh, that the, the, the development department, EDD, has completed, uh, you know, committed a lot of fraud. But the, the numbers that we've gotten overnight are stunning. It's more like $50 billion cannot be accounted. Um, this is news. This it's is amazing. News. You Over got $6 million. dollars cannot be accounted for. And, um, you know, the other part wow. of it is, this is what we have so far, as uh, the, the, our sources have told us, is that the money that is unaccounted for, the $50 billion, was sent outside of California. Now, wow, what a slush fund. Inquiring minds want to know where that money went, don't you? We, we sure do. <laughs> well, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, in New York City, uh, Mayor de Blasio's wife... Uh, ran this uh, organization that's done absolutely nothing. It's called Thrive, Thrive NYC. And they've got, they, they were given um, like $1.5 billion uh, there. And then in the Hillary Clinton State Department, $6 billion went up missing. And then, of course, the Iran deal had $150 billion. It was just so shady to begin with. Kickbacks galore. Um, do, you know, it's no wonder that everybody just like pops the champagne when they 
when they end up winning an election that nets them a supposedly one hundred seventy thousand dollars a year. They just think that they won the lottery and a billion dollars because they probably did. You know, the kickbacks and the um, corruption are really where they're making all their money. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and uh, this whole thing, this whole system out here in California is ready to collapse financially and economically. And, and mm-hmm. we, we give them a couple more months. Uh, they, they can't sustain themselves now. California is broke. They're not educating their kids. They're not paying their bills. Well, there's, it's there's, going very, very there's yeah. Gavin no Newsom is going to fancy dinners while telling other people they can't dine out. But they don't like them there. And you know, here's yep. the thing: uh, it's hard to keep the see. Trump won in such a landslide; they can't contain it. There's never been a reaction to an election like this where you have eighty to a hundred million people that are really angry at the uh, because they know. Uh, they know what's what's happening. I'm going to play this audio clip once you once we're done with uh, Paul Preston. But Paul, is there anything else you want to tell us before? Um, no, I just thought I'd do some carpet bombing this morning on your show. I appreciate um, it. Bring, <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, yeah, let's get the back going on. By yeah, the and I just want to uh, remind the listeners. I remind the listeners yeah, we'll that. Be. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's. I think it's a very, very good thing to have happening right now at this point in time. and look forward to it. Anyway, um, we'll be talking, though. Good job, yeah. guys. Thank you very much. Tell us, tell us how we could find debate. out more about you, um, your website and stuff. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. I don't think he heard. I don't me, think he but, heard that question, okay. but he fo- right. he follows us next. It's eight twenty one eight twenty one r dot com eight twenty one r dot com, and his show is on following ours. Yes, eight twenty one r dot com, and then uh, and he writes some really good stuff. And he's part he's, of, and he's going to be part of our movement. Too. Yeah, what he's doing with the new California is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and that's the reason why we reached out to him because in part of assembling our board, we're looking at geography. And we're looking at opportunities to flip seats. Our mission is to take back our country. And our mission is to win primaries. Our mission, our focus is not going to be as much on the general election as it is on the primaries. We're going for the Achilles heel of the Republican Party. The problem within the Republican Party is it's split. It's too split. We don't have enough unity. And I don't want unity from coercion's sake. I want unity from a heart and mind sake. I want people that totally buy in and believe the Trump agenda. The Trump agenda, I agree with 100%. I liked everything that man st- stands for. And um, and, that, and the Trump train's not, it's not stopped. It's still going. And so we have a lot to fight for and we have a lot to do. And uh, California is ripe for the picking. We could pick up Paul tells me we could flip 10 seats in uh, California, uh, in Orange County particularly, uh, other places. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's an opportunity to really uh, make inroads into the House of Representatives. So I'm excited about that. I also am excited about the idea that we have a disparity here because a lot of people wonder, you know, God, I had this conversation with a guy named Jonathan who calls in from time to time. Yeah. And I said, you know, it could be God moves in mysterious ways. Often I remember having a lot of great uh, conversations with my grandmother. Who tell, I would ask her all these young young kid questions about God and 
stuff like that and she would give me these great answers and one of the things is that God moves in mysterious ways God's plan God has a plan and you right? don't know what it is while it's happening you realize it right. afterwards and and in a lot of ways you know you say well did you know God um, you know like this Biden thing you know obviously it's it's an obvious um, you know uh, in your face and I'm going to play this heart-wrenching crypt there's two curse words in it that I know about that I'm going to try to catch before they go because I didn't bleep I don't have a bleeper but what I do have is I did make note of the second count to and I'll be on it to pause it um, he drops the F word um, so I'm going to make sure I try to avoid that um, but I want to uh, this guy was an oil worker who lost his job and he goes out to his car and he cracks up in a beer beer in a car I don't know that's not a good idea but yeah the idea was uh, that you know John Kerry is basically telling them learn how to code mm-hmm. people were getting canned from Twitter for that yeah but they were like learn how to make solar panels uh, well that's well, that's again, not going to put patron- food on my child's table it's today patronizing elitism well it takes weeks to learn how to do that exactly. if not months and, and you got to eat today right Okay. But again, it's it, it's a way of talking down to people, which the the liberal elites are so, so good at. So the, where I was going with the last part of the uh, conversation was, um, I think that their God's plan is to show us, um, to show us the true colors, yes, to remind us, because we had uh, four glorious years of Donald Trump, and I think before we get another four years. Let's get a reminder of what it would be like. And I think if Trump won in in an amazing fashion in a landslide where the machines couldn't keep up and the voter rolls were rigged and all these and COVID was exploited to the hilt. um, I think that what's going to happen next time is you're going to have even more Democrats leaving, walking away from the Democrat Party. You're going to have a bigger, better, bolder, more loved more understood Donald Trump. I always understood him, but I think a lot of people quite didn't quite fully understand Trump. And and they didn't get it, uh, tr- what Trump was about and where his heart was. And so I just believe, you know, one of the last executive orders he signed was on behalf of um, psychologi- the psychological treatment for um, people leaving the theater of war. Yeah. Uh, he, he was one of the last executive orders he signed. Yes. Um, so it was a very, it wasn't for him. It wasn't for his cronies, uh, like you see politicians do. It was for the, the soldiers. Yeah. Um, but I think we're going to see a such a disparity. We're going to see this dictatorship by executive order. We're going to see the, the um, Climate Initiative Emergency Act. Uh, basically, they're going to try to turn climate into an emergency. Right. And, and you know what they're doing? They're taking money that could be going to COVID and giving it to climate yeah. change. And we're going to see a whole bunch of these uh, little tricks, uh, dirty tricks by the deep state. And we're going to realize that, you know, what's going on here. And now the other thing is we've been saying, you know, uh, that uh, there's two competing factions within the Democrats right now. Obama likes Kamala Harris. That was a handpick from uh, from Barack Obama. And that goes back to Jesse Smollett and Tina Chen and uh, who was uh, Michelle Obama or Mike, Big Mike's, uh, as I affectionately like to call him. Um, his... Uh, 
uh, chief of staff and then Barack Hussein's chief of staff was Rahm Emanuel and that was all taking place in Chicago and there was a connection with Time's Up, Tina Chen's group and Kamala Harris running, uh, launching her presidential campaign where she got 0% of the vote or something like that and yet somehow she's the vice president of the United States. That was Obama's pick. Obama's puppet was Kamala Harris. Crooked as the day is long. Marxist as the day is long. And uh, and, and financed the rioters' bailout programs. So that was that. So you got Obama pushing for Kamala. So that would say, okay, if, if Biden is your puppet, you could take Biden out with the Ukraine scandal. Easy peasy, because Ukraine already has an indictment out on uh, Joe Biden. But... Um, and wants them to come to court. And not one Biden has ever sworn under oath and testified under oath. Ever. Yeah. Hunter has never. So when they say this stuff is debunked, uh, no, it hasn't been. Never once. Show me a transcript, folks, for these liberals who want to deny that. Show me the transcript that says that Hunter Biden swore under oath that he didn't do it. He didn't. Okay. There is no transcript. Exactly. So it was never litigated. So that's the only question you could ask. When somebody gives you that um, BS, that the media, whatever, uh, just ask them where the transcript is for the sworn testimony. There is not anything going there. So you could take Biden down with Ukraine, and then you're left with Kamala. What what the heck is she going to do? So Nancy Pelosi, she's also a dirty, rotten scoundrel. Uh, you know, her own daughter said she'll cut your head off and you won't even know you're bleeding, right? So, I mean, they literally said that, right? This is not a nice woman. She would actually destroy a salon owner's life because she got in the way of Nancy Pelosi's PR. Yeah. Right? I mean, this is the kind of evil liberal that you have here. Or come to Chinatown. And she said that a month and a half after Trump offered a travel ban. Now Biden's extending a travel ban. Thank you, Trump. But he was the one that called Trump a xenophobe in the beginning, playing politics with our lives. They don't care. So Nancy Pelosi, though, is a trickster herself. And in fact, she could go up against Obama. And she is as evil as the day is long. And she has access to untold amounts of money. And she has the ability to destroy people's lives with coercion. So she's third in line. Why wouldn't it be that she would want to take them down together? So what Paul Preston just called in about, about the 55 electorates, Mm -hmm. Nancy Pelosi could make that happen. Yeah, She could actually make that happen and be supportive of that because she owns California. And she could pull those 55 electorates from Biden, Biden and Kamala get disqualified. And mm-hmm. guess who walks into the Oval Office? Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. Although she's older than Biden. <laughs> I that? mean, she's older than Biden. I mean, no, you know. No, no, I'm, I'm not talking about from your perspective or mine. I'm talking about it from Nancy Pelosi's Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because her, her, oh, she's a, <laughs> she, I, I told you and I've told the audience, she is one ombre. I would not want to be in a dark alley. Her daughter told us, as you just pointed yeah, out. No, I, <laughs> no, there'll be a dagger in my stomach in two seconds. Trust me. She is an evil woman. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to try to play this clip, but I got to be very careful here. Um, 
because it is a very um let's see if i can find it even um but this guy was just oh here it is all right so we're going to try to play this all right so he's opening up a can of beer and here we go well lost my job today stroke of a pen it just doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense how at the stroke of a pen me my buddies all of us we lost our jobs I just got a bought this car I had a six year payment plan on it so I'm probably going to have to sell the car. And then, probably won't be able to make next month's mortgage. All right, this is where he, um, I'm just going to clean that up and then I'm going to go right after that. And let's see. It doesn't make any sense. How did Donald Trump, I know how, they took it. They didn't steal the election. When you steal something, you that's when no one knows that you took it. But they outright, boldly went in and said, we're going to fucking take this oh, presidency from you. Screw the American people. Screw you, Donald Trump. Screw everybody. America last. And oh, by the way, you guys are going to lose your job. <laughs> All right, so he's burping his beard. He's he's angry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm telling you, these are people that are working class Americans yeah. that were working on the Keystone Pipeline. Yeah. And he lost his job. Yeah. And... You know, sorry for the um, language there. I uh, cut out the one that was really blatant. Uh, that one got caught. Um, I missed that one. Um, but in any case, um, John Kerry says, I believe, uh, I believe John Kerry said these people said, uh, need to learn how to make solar panels. What an idiotic statement. They are mostly made in China anyway. They want this country completely dependent on other countries. And the people dependent on the government. That's exactly right. right. It's easy to blame one particular person. The prob- this probably is the consequence of many factors. The economic situation, whatever. Um, I didn't like that one. Um, but in any case... Oh, let's listen to Rand Paul. Okay, so this is talking about the impeachment. This is not in any kind of order, but this is... Um, actually, it's too long. All right. So, you know, people are losing their jobs. And I actually did want to get to the Peter Navarro of interview here, too. And I want you to hear this is about censorship. So today, we were, what we were covering is the EOs, the mandates, the election rigging, um, the jobs. Um, I also just want to say, you know, there is a method to the madness. We are going to see this disparity. We're going to be 
uh, voting to take back our country in ways they've never even imagined. Um, again, you have more dislikes than likes on everything that Biden's posting on YouTube and whatnot. Let's take a listen to Peter Navarro um, here real quick. There wasn't anything I said. It's because of who I am and what I might say. And basically the great firewall of Silicon Valley grew another few feet today. And uh, this is totally unacceptable. If, if, if Jack Dorsey came up to me in the public square, ripped out a sign from my hand in a peaceful protest, stomped on it, and then muzzled me, he'd get arrested. But he can right. do that now in, dig- in the digital public square. And I think it, he does violence, the First Amendment. He did violence today. That's a great, that's a great point that he made. Yeah. You know, you put that in the physical. Yeah. And you say, he did this while I was standing at a rally. Yeah. Well, he's doing worse than that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Facebook is canning their um, pol- politics from their, um, from their, for- their one of the uh, items, the one of the subjects that you can choose. Does that mean you They're, can't, no, you can no longer put up political <clears throat> events? Well, no, I think what's happening is it's a, it's a shot across the bow that's basically saying, um, if you talk about politics, you could be banned. So there's that. Then there's this DHS report that's saying, just in, DHS issues national terrorism advisory, takes veiled shot at conservative media, Trump supporters, admits they have no info to indicate specific credible plot. So I had a a listener write me Mm -hmm. on this, and they said, sounds to me like the preparation for a false flag. They're warning you that something's going to happen. Then they're going to actually do it themselves. Right. So beware, folks. Keep your eyes open. Because this is political theater. The Department of Homeland Security Security on Wednesday issued a national terrorism advisory to last several weeks. It's just another way to keep you down like COVID. It's another way to keep you down like climate. It's another way to actually prepare you for what could very well be another false flag and create havoc in our society and divide us as a country. We're, we're easier to conquer when we're divided than when we're unified. Don't forget that. We are unified. Stay tuned for MAGAPAC.org, BugleCall.org, and what we're about to do in bringing the fight to the deep state. Um, so let's hope for the... Um, well, we're out of time. So my name's Scott Adams. My name's Leonor Corvetta. And... You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out The Scott Adams Show podcast over at scottadamshow.com and check out our YouTube. And be sure when you do to like and subscribe and check out my pillow and use the code word red state uh, in order to support this uh, program and this network. And with that, uh, I'll uh, say see you next time on the radio. Bye bye now. Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper They grab a shovel, dig the hole a little deeper Just to bury my kids right up to there